So Lisa, tell us how you got started in this incredible work that you do. My mother was a very powerful person, but we were raised really traditionally. So it gave me a sense of the unwritten rules that play out between boys and girls. And there were two different rules guiding our lives and two different kinds of values guiding our lives. And so I had a deep sense of unfairness and also a deep sense that it's actually the unwritten rules that allow power and hierarchy to happen. That led me to immerse myself from the age of 19 on in Mesoamerica in the middle of the liberation struggles. And that really transformed who I am. I work directly with the Sandinista government in the middle of a revolution. That shaped my sense of power and also the possibilities of abuses of power. I was the first woman in my family to ever go to college, and I ended up going to Smith College, becoming exposed to debutante parties and hierarchies of class that I had never seen before. It really gave me a sense of being inferior and lesser, that I couldn't do certain things and I didn't have the resources. And so I do think there is always at the heart a sense of anger. It's this combination of anger and love and what I learned from my parents about community that is kind of at the heart of the work that I do. As you know, I have really dedicated my life to bringing feminist and women's perspectives into the heart of social justice work because I really do believe that we are democratizing democracy. That's the role of women and feminists. And without us, it will never be transformed to be truly democratic and accountable. So Amira, how did you become the person that you are, this dazzling human? What are the things in your upbringing that made you so bold and aware? It goes back to Liberia, where I was born and lived for the first few years of my life with my grandmother in a very remote area, a very impoverished area. One school, my grandmother was a school teacher, and she taught literally every grade from kindergarten to eighth grade, was paid a dollar a day. My grandmother raised nine kids basically on her own. I always thought, how could she have been such a community leader and yet such an incredibly dynamic mother. But what she taught me most of all was to recognize the injustice. We were literally in the plantation of Firestone that had a million acres of rubber trees growing and saw daily these rubber tappers paid like nothing. But my biggest memory was this company store <laughs> where people not making enough money owed their lives to this store where they got goods on loan and had to repay at certain times when they got paid. And my grandmother saying, mm, those workers aren't being treated fairly. Hearing those conversations even before I could talk inspired in me a sense of the injustice in the world and the need to speak out. So Lisa, how do you find hope? I see the possibility of putting racism, sexism, classism in the middle of our conversation 
and climate change being the galvanizing forces that will finally bring us together Mm -hmm. in something that is transformative. I'm optimistic that we're going there. I'm convinced (laughs) we're going there. It's almost like this responsibility to bring the change that the world needs. (laughs) 